Yo, 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 what's going on today? This is Unbounded. I am your host as always, Anthony Pierce. Low me, I got my boy Isaac. What's going on, dog? I'm good, man. I'm chilling. Oh my gosh, what a week. Uh, oh, I just realized today is January 28th. Happy birthday, J. Cole, by the way. We're recording yes. this on January 28th. Happy birthday, J. Cole. We are yep. 28 days and it's into a new year. And it's already been insane. It feels like it's been half of a year already with the things that's gone on. We talked about a lot of it. And then to, uh-huh. to get that, that message on Sunday afternoon that my favorite basketball player, Kobe Bryant, died. Like, oh, I, I don't, I don't know, but it's just been crazy, a crazy year already. Twenty twenty is not playing, and so we're. This is really going to be a, an episode that we just sit here and reflect on everything that's going on with the situation. I wanted to talk about the clown, about a certain clown, but I'm going to hold that one for uh, maybe next week. And we're just going to sit here and reflect on a legend that is Kobe Bryant and the impact that he's had on not just basketball, but any other aspect of life, whether it be sports or just just being a better person. So this is going to be our focus for today. Hope you all enjoy. Stick around and we'll be right back with that. All right, so as I said before, uh, we are. How do I do this? <laughs> like, it's Tuesday night, and a lot of it still has yet to settle in on me because it, st- it still feels like a, a weird nightmare, like a very, very long nightmare to me. I, I was, I was in Kroger. Just just left church, and so usually my Sunday routine after church is I go to Kroger get my food that I need for my um for the week. I do my prep cooking and cook dinner at the same time. And we were going to watch the Royal Rumble. You and the King was getting ready to come over for for the Royal Rumble, mm-hmm. and I'm con- I was I was in Kroger contemplating on whether I should get sushi. I usually go there, get me a t- uh, shrimp support or whatever, and I go home and eat that. They didn't have it, so my friend Isaiah, he hit me up in the group in another group chat. He was like, "Did y'all hear about?" And I didn't see Kobe at first, so I saw Bryant. So I'm thinking, okay, because I, I we have a we have a, a person that we know. His name is Bryant. So I'm like, oh, you're not talking about him. And then I read it again. I was like, oh, Kobe. I'm like, um, what's going on here? And so he puts it up there and it says Kobe Bryant killed in airplane crash. And the original, the original screenshot that he sent me was the third party, like people, and it was like per TMZ. So 
and I'm going to get to TMZ in a little bit, so don't get. I'm, I'm hold off on that. So I was like, it can't be. This this has got to be no. some fake news because it wasn't. I didn't see a TMZ article. It was just mm-hmm. these third party sources that were coming out saying it. So I was like, okay, this might be like the death hoax that was uh, plaguing Twitter at the beginning of the last decade when they tried to kill off Wayne and all them. Well, they tried to kill off so many people. They, yeah, Wayne was one of them. It was so many people that were quote unquote said, dead according to these yeah, fake sites. Uh, they said Ric Flair. Ric Flair got it a couple times. Yeah. So that's that was my original thought. So I go I go to Facebook and all I see is people talking about COVID. Like, so I put on I put on Facebook like somebody tell me this is not legit. And two minutes later I get a message saying, No, it's legit. I'm watching it on TV now. I stopped in the middle of Kroger. Shocked. Like, this is not happening. And so I text my mom. My mom um, is not, was never really the biggest fan of Kobe Bryant due to the, uh, it wasn't the, it wasn't the rape allegations. It was just the fact that he cheated on his wife. That's why she didn't like him. That's fair. That's completely so it it wasn't because of that, and we might end up talking about that too. But I I I got to the house. I sat in the car for a few minutes and just like few tears, just like few tears went down my face. And I was like, dog, I don't think I've experienced something of a non of a non related person that I actually shed tears for. And I'm not usually the type of person that cries at funerals. Like, I think my grandmother's funeral was the first funeral I actually legitimately cried at. So, I'm just sitting here like, this is the guy that I had been a fan of from the early 2000s when I first started watching basketball. The first video game that I got from my mother was Kobe Bryant Courtside 2 for the Nintendo 64. And so the first thing you see is hot is Kobe Bryant all over the the intro package. Remember back when sports games had like little things like that? The intro the intro uh and stuff. Huh? The little intro promos and all. Yes. Yeah. So that's all I'm looking at is Kobe doing stuff like throwing alleys from midcourt, all this cool stuff. And it was like, yo, if I ever play basketball, that's what I'm going to be like. And I I even said on Facebook, Kobe was our Michael. People from the 80s said they wanted to be like Mike. For for us, it was shoot shoot a piece of paper. Sheet a ball, sheet of paper up, shoot it in the trash can, and what do you say? Kobe. Kobe. That that was our thing. We would yell Kobe. And it was bad enough there, but there were a lot of fake rumors going out. There were like people saying that maybe Rick Fox was up there. came out that he was nowhere near the situation. He is alive and well, but 
it got worse when you realized that his middle child, Gigi, also perished in this in this horrific accident. And then it got worse when because they started off with it was five people. I think somewhere around the time we were watching the Royal Rumble, I looked at Bleach Report and the number went to nine. Yes, I remember that. And I, I definitely want to name all these people because yes, Kobe Bryant is a legend and we we, we know the things that he's done for basketball and beyond. But not only Kobe, you had Gianna Bryant, his daughter, Gigi. Mm-hmm. You had John Altabelli, who was a uh, baseball coach at a high school, Carrie Altabelli who was his wife, and then Alyssa Alcibelli, who was also 13, who played basketball with Gigi. Along with them, you had Christina Mauser, who was 38. You had uh, the pilot, Aura Zubayan, I think I'm saying his name right. And you also had Sarah Chester and Peyton Chester, who also, Peyton Chester was also Gigi's teammate. So, three 13-year-old girls lost their lives. And what hit me, and I don't know if a lot of people really thought about this, that's, there's families that lost loved ones. Vanessa has to sit here and cope with the fact that not only did she lose her husband, she lost a child. And a husband. A husband and a child. There is a uh there is a daughter that lost a mother, a father, and a sister. There and, and that's just immediate family. You never you're never looking at cousins, uncles, aunts, and even close friends that have lost loved ones. This is deeper than just Kobe, and I know the the big thing is Kobe because of his legacy and the things that he's done. But we can't forget about the other individuals, the other seven individuals that have lost lives in this because there are hurting people out there just because of this. Yes, the entire world is hurting for Kobe, but our hurt won't last as long as the hurt of the families that lost these people. In two years... It's going to be people that our lives are going to go on. We're, we're always going to remember the things Kobe done has done, but Vanessa, that's going to that's going to stick with her. That the oldest girl, that's going to stick with her. That her baby, her little sister, her father is gone. I even said the baby that was what eight or nine months old now. Yeah. Has it hit anybody that the fact that when she gets older? The only memories that she's going to have of Kobe is the same memories that we have. She has no personal memory. Everything that she knows about Kobe is what we know about Kobe. She's going to have to go through talking to her mother, through YouTube, things like that. She's not going to have that bond that the other girls she's going to have. have. To talk to like other, the other men in her life, like I'm pretty sure, like Shaq or, or yeah, and I'm pretty sure Shaq and them are, are really. And it was amazing to see that because uh, 
and I'm really happy that they mended whatever issues they had back in the early 2000s. Yeah. And even looking at uh, Sharif, uh, Shaq's son, seeing yeah. the hurt on that. Did you see the tweets that he put out? No. He was... He was texting Kobe. He was uh, on um, Instagram Messenger. They were uh, DMing each other through Instagram. And somewhere around I 10... Something. He, I just looked at it right now, two hours ago, he tweeted, I went to hoop this morning. I swear I can feel you, you shooting with me. That And did you see the message? He was like, uh, how are you doing? Something like that. I'm not looking at it uh, off... I'm not looking at it at the moment, but it, it was something along the lines of, how are you doing? I remember I was looking at the jump yesterday, and uh, well, I was looking at clips of the jump on ESPN, and uh, Ice Cube with T-Mac was on there. You know you know how Tracy, T- Tracy McGrady and, and Toby were. Oh, yeah. And, uh, and then Ice Cube was on there. And Cube was like, he was like, so when you heard the news, what did you do? He said, oh, what did you, who's the first person you texted? Oh, first person I texted, I texted Kobe. That's what Cube said. Ice Cube was like, the first person I I reached out to was I texted Kobe. And he said, when he didn't get a response, he was like, he didn't worry initially. Because, you know, he's Kobe. He's a busy dude. But then after a while, he was like, oh, it's uh." You know, it started to sink in for him, you know? Right. And I think everybody had that doubt going into it, like, "Uh uh-uh, this can't be Kobe. Like, we understand that anybody can die, but I don't think anybody expected it so abruptly. Well, here's the thing. Here's the thing I've come to realize. Um, I've come to realize, like, I realize this, that, I don't mean to make it, make it personal, but I lost a dear friend of mine. When I was in the Marine Corps in 2016, I lost a dear friend of mine to, in a motorcycle accident, right? Mm-hmm. And I had seen at 4 o'clock that day, 4 o'clock that Friday night, that Friday. I saw him at 4 o'clock the afternoon, and I told him I'll see him the next day. I told him I'll see him on Monday or at some point in the weekend. Three hours later, seven thirty that night, or like, yeah, like hours later after after I seen him, he was dead. I didn't find out until the next day. You know, they said around like seven thirty, eight o'clock, he had passed away in the motorcycle accident. You know, and when you think about it, it's like it's one of those things where you, you people are going to be there forever. You know, like when I said that. And I said that to him, I'm like, well, you know, I see all these people every day. It's like, nothing's going to happen. Nothing crazy is going to happen between now and the weekend, between now and Monday. You know, I mean, yeah, we might drink a little, get drunk a little bit, or but we're all going to make it to Monday. And he didn't make it to Monday. So then you're like, oh, you know, for me personally, it was, a, it was like a kick in the teeth. It's like, all right, you know what? I got to start thinking, it's like, you know what? It really is. At any time, you don't, you really don't know when it could be. So, you know, so since that day, I've been, I look at it as something. I look at, uh, 
something different. I look at it as like, I look at it as now, um, uh, it's, 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 it's inevitable to me now. You know what I mean? Right. Now I, I don't look at it. I look at, I don't look at it the same anymore. Cause I used to be, cause you know, when you're a kid and you know, you, well, you know, well, you're a PK, so you you know what I mean, right? Right. You you feel you have you have the similar like you you have you have time. Yeah, it's like when you're a kid, you know you have time. Up, say, especially as a preacher's kid, when you're a kid, because me personally as a preacher's kid, I was death scared me. But when you and then when you ask your parents, I imagine you ask your parents about you know what comes after death. Yeah. When you're a kid, you know, you know, and they'll tell you, oh, you know. They'll tell you about heaven and paradise and all that, and then, and then it puts you at ease. But and it does, it does. But it's one of those. But the thing is, you gotta understand is that it's in the, like from like long I know it sounds like I'm rambling. You have to excuse me, but now I just realize like I don't. And then this is actually a huge burden for me. I don't fear since 2016. I have not looked death the same way. I don't fear death like I used to. You know, and it's taken a huge, huge, like, sense of stress off my shoulders. You know what I mean? Right. You know, I mean, granted, I still like you know. I anticipate his arrival because I know it's coming. But it's one of those things like where it doesn't scare me like it did before you know that's why now you... I just my main focus my main focus now is like, I gotta fix my life before you know before you know the day before comes. before that appointment comes exactly and, and I think that's what it is and I was even thinking because there was so much that went down prior to that not even not even talking about the fact that LeBron James passed him in scoring there was reports mm-hmm. last week that Dwight Howard was going to be in the dunk contest mm-hmm. and the one thing he wanted was Kobe, was Kobe to be him. with him while he did it And we we know the issues that Dwight and Kobe had when they were on the same team. Kobe really didn't have a lot of respect for Dwight because he wasn't putting in the effort that Kobe felt he should have been putting in because Dwight Howard was coming off of being a defensive player of the year, literally carrying a team of guys that probably would be on the bench on other teams to the finals. He carried that team and really his second best player was Rashard Lewis. Remember that team it was Jameer Nelson, Rashard Lewis, they had a uh, Turgaloo. <laughs> you know Turgaloo. Oh like he took that I've team that to the NBA finals. And really, all you all you knew about that team was, oh, they got Superman. 
And so when he got to L.A. and he wasn't putting on that kind of effort, it rubbed Kobe the wrong way. I was reading some stories. Uh, I want, I just read it today. And uh, it was Lou Williams. They got blown out. I want to say it was by the Blazers. And he took all of their Kobe's away from them and said they were soft. Mm-hmm. That was the type of guy that Kobe was. If you weren't giving your all on that court, he was going to get in you. He was going to be on you like Wild on Rice. If you were going to play with Kobe, you were going to have to give your all off rip. And he expected nothing but 110%. Because he knew every game he was going to go out there and give his all. And if he felt like you weren't giving your all, we, we've seen how he is when he felt like he you weren't giving his all. And I think that's the one thing that really made a lot of people respect Kobe because he was going to get that greatness out of you. Like we talk about the Mamba mentality, that that is it was a legitimate thing. Anybody that has been affected by Kobe, I truly believe have that mentality. Look at uh shoot. Kawhi. Kawhi is the perfect example of somebody who has that Mamba mentality. Look at how he took that team of in Toronto that had been the laughing stock of the Eastern Conference for years. Every time they get down in the playoffs, they get swept. Granted, LeBron James is out of the East and not in the playoffs, but still, they were at the end, they were at the point where they were going to lose that game against the Sixers in game seven. He knocked down the three at the buzzer. Mm-hmm. That's a Kobe like play. To pull it out at the last second. I remember watching. I forget what year it was, but they were playing against the Suns. And I want to say it was overtime. And he hit that circus shot. That had to be one of my favorite moments of Kobe that I could remember off rip. There have been so many different moments that I was able to watch the 81-point game. I I didn't – I'm not going to sit here and lie – I um uh, I I didn't watch as much Kobe as I should have, you know. I didn't I didn't watch a lot of him, but I know how good he is. I know how good he was, you know. And it's one of those things where it's like, because my my player my favorite player of all time is always going to be to me is always Steve Nash. So I knew Kobe. I would watch Kobe take apart my sons, well, Steve, whatever team Steve Nash is on, because he was on the Suns for the longest time and would always play him. So I knew no, that he was this this phenom, you know? Right. And one of my favorite memories, I was thinking about this, I said, what, what can I say about Kobe? What is one? thing I remember about Kobe and it wasn't even it was it's gotta be 
when I forgot who he was playing against, but he was on the road. It was when he was before he changed his number to 24. They were on the road. They were wearing the purple and gold. The base, the, I'm saying the road, the real, the classic, you know, real uniforms. You know the ones I'm talking about. Yeah. And he just does this. You know the, you know, like the the Dr. J reverse layup. Yeah. Kind of not the same style, but you know how he just goes under the basket and then bounces off the backboard and goes in. Yeah. And, and they they replayed it, and I remember watching that just amazed at how fluid it was like it was like the smoothest thing i look at that like it was the smoothest thing i'd ever seen anyone do you know right no granted steve nash was doing was doing that in phoenix but it was like watching this guy do it it was like it was like art and he was just knocking out like i remember Michael Petras, I forget what team he was playing for at the time. They had Michael Petras guarding Kobe. And Kobe was so much in his zone that Petras had his hand literally an inch from Kobe's nose. Mm -hmm. Knocking down Jays. Like it was like it was an open shot during warm-up. And I'm just sitting here like, how? And I know, and I know, if I were the one covering him, and I know I am an elite defender, and I'm doing everything in my ability to stop this man from scoring. Yes. And he's knocking down shots with me, smothering him with ease. It's like what? That's demoralizing. Like, what do I need to do legally to make you stop this? That's why some people resorted to clotheslines. I mean, you saw the Raj, what Raja Bell did to him one time, right? And and the thing about that was he he was so unintimidated that I don't know who it was, but I just posted the gif on my Facebook where the dude tried to fake throw the ball in his face, and he just stood there like, oh, Matt, you're, "You're talking about Matt Barnes, right?" And he Matt just Barnes. like, "You're not you're not about that life." Yeah. Or the time he got two pieced. <laughs> He got two pieces and ate it. Like, bro, what? He is he he was one of a kind. It's like it's something that we were able to witness. And this new generation now they have LeBron. And here's a and here, uh, I wanna say oh I'm sorry, go ahead. Cut you off, go ahead. And look. I've gained a lot more respect for LeBron over the few, over the last few years, but it, it's just like, and I and I I know the generation before us were were, were thinking the same thing when they had Jordan and Kobe came onto the scene, but mm-hmm. having Kobe, it just felt something special every time he touched the court, especially that last time he stepped on that court and dropped mm-hmm. sixty. It was something to behold. So I was going to say, and I want to make this public, Anthony, I don't know how you feel about this. But uh, 
I think, and I saw this on Twitter, I, I, I will credit to whoever put this on Twitter because I 100% agree 100% with it. I, I think we should end the GOAT debate. Like, all three of them are GOATs. I agree. Talking about Jordan, Kobe, and LeBron. Like, let's, let's just squash the thing right now. Uh, at this point now, I think I think you're right because when you look at it, I don't think there is a valid way to tell anymore because all three of these individuals, all three of them had that, and and really is all hypothetical anyway because we never can tell because. The only way to tell is to have all three of these guys in their prime go at it and tell. So everything about it is subjective. You still had Jordan and Kobe. Jordan Jordan faced Kobe. And Kobe dropped 26 on him in his rookie year. That's what I'm saying. Kobe wasn't in his prime yet. Kobe was just getting started. Right. We never got to see prime Kobe versus prime Jordan. Yeah. We never really got to see prime Kobe versus prime Bron. So I think, like, it's a credit to, shout out to whoever posted this on Twitter. I'm sorry if I forgot your name, but whoever dropped it, I agree with you. And, and I'm going to put that out there because I got you. I, I'm going to back you up on that because I agree. I think <coughs> we need to end it. The, we need to squash the debate. Indeed. We need to squash it. Like, no more say, oh, there's only one. I don't want to see people you know, arguing about, you know, oh, Kobe's better than LeBron or LeBron's better than Kobe. MJ is better than no, no. They're all, all three of them are number one. Now, I know what you're thinking. Well, they can't all three be number one. There's going to be one. There's only... No, no. There's no legitimate way to say it. There really isn't. So. Each era, each era, it, it was like just a passing of the torch each time. Jordan passed it to Kobe. Kobe passed it to LeBron. There's going to be a time where LeBron's going to have to pass it, whether it be Giannis, whether it be AD. Who knows? LeBron is getting to that point. He's in, entering the twilight of his career now. So he's going to have to pass that baton to somebody else. And let's be honest here. We, we know that where, where this is going to lead. It's going to lead into the who's better, LeBron or insert name here. Whether it be Zion, whoever it is, it's going to be that debate. I don't see myself partaking in that now with this because I know I now see it that it's no legitimate way to tell. So that's how I, I definitely agree with that. So we're going to leave that at that. Just I'm I'm not going to partake in it anymore. So, um. I do want to focus on some of the things that I have seen throughout uh, the league. Uh, I saw that Spencer Dinwiddie of the New of the not New Jersey, the Brooklyn Nets, his number was number eight. Mm-hmm. He's now changing his number to twenty six. Okay. In respect. And I'm, um, I'm going. I'm going to ask you a question in a second, but I, I want to. I just want to focus on the th- few things here, even to the point where um, the Mavericks owner 
Yeah, I was about to get on that. I was about to, literally about to bring that he up. He just said that nobody's going to wear those numbers ever again in Dallas. For the Mavericks. Yeah, 8 or 24. Do you think that this should be a league-wide situation similar to how it is in the MLB? With baseball with 42? Yes. 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 I do. Not because... Because think about what they did, what they did for Jackie. You got to think about the impact Jackie Robinson had on that game. He broke the color barrier. Not only did he break the color barrier, but he was like phenomenal with doing it. Like I, I bet in that time, I bet they never seen a black man go home in the MLB. He's so easily, you know what I mean? Because when I was seeing clips of it, he made it look easy. Running in from third. I'm like, because every time I think about it, I'm like, there's no way you can steal home. Like, that's the first place the ball has to go. It's impossible. You know? But he made, but he made it easy. And it was like I was saying earlier, Kobe made the game look easy. So, you know, I, I think they should do it. I think they should do it. And also, in that same token, there's a million people who signed a petition to get the NBA logo changed from Jerry West to Kobe Bryant. I signed it. Do you think that's a good idea? I signed it. I, my name is on that petition. So you already signed the petition? Yes, my name is on that petition. Matter of fact, my rookie brother sent that to me yesterday. And it was like out of the blue because I haven't talked to him since since he graduated from college. And it's, it's not like we don't like. It, it's just at the point where we're we're at our own thing. Like if he if he comes to me, I'm like, "What's up?" It's all love, but it's just we haven't really talked a lot. But he hit me up. He's like, "Hey, sign this." I'm like, "Already, bro. I got you." Put my name on it, and it's there. I definitely agree that uh, it's it's time. And a lot of it is, I think, I, I, I'm a little bit more progress progressive in that sense. Sometimes it is indeed uh, necessary to make changes like that. And for some odd reason, I just feel like Jerry West would agree. In a tribute for him, Jerry West was like, he, I think Jerry West would actually be for it. Yeah. I and mean, even going back to the number thing, there are 99 other numbers that these players can wear. There are 101 possible Number common numbers that these players can wear, taking two away will not hurt them. Oh, yes. No, yeah. Zero, double zero, one through 99. Mm -hmm. The only numbers you can't wear are eight and 24. I I think that it should be a thing. I mean, yeah, Kobe Bryant is going to be a first ballot Hall of Famer. They're they're not even going to vote on it now. He's going in this year. Adam Silver put out an official statement, like said, it's this year that we're, they're doing that this year. No, no vote needed. It, it's just, and, and it should be. And it sucks that he wasn't able to give his speech because I, I, I like hearing Kobe talk. That's crazy, though. I've been listening to a lot more of his interviews, and the stuff that I've heard, it has really made it that much harder to not cry. Listening, I, I was listening to him explain why 
he began doing the helicopter thing. And basically, it was to maximize the time he was able to spend with his kids. Seeing how... And this is something that just touches me anyways, to see a black father doing any and everything to maximize the time that he has to spend with his kids mm-hmm. is something that doesn't get highlighted enough. It really doesn't. Because everybody's looking at black fathers as never there. Yeah, They always want to highlight the deadbeats, but when you have fathers out there that are constantly influencing their children and even even past their children. Maybe they're influencing other children that need that father figure to look up to. This is what I saw in Kobe. Even even looking at how Gigi reignited that that love that Kobe once had for basketball and how the love she had for the game made him fall back in love with it. That's that's powerful. It says a lot. It is. And just watching her play, you you knew that you you could see Kobe in her. And it sucks to see that she's never it, we're never going to be able to see that come to light in the WNBA or maybe even the NBA. I had I had thoughts that maybe at that time, maybe Gigi would have got a chance to play in the league. Who knows? I mean, there were conversations about Brittany Griner at one point. Mm-hmm. So who who knows? I mean, he was all for it. He was all for the equality of women and men playing basketball. These are things that he was for. He He was just... It was a lot that he was for, and I'm going to get mad now. And it sucks to see that people want to bring up the past and what may or may not have happened in the early 2000s. Mm-hmm. This stuff with his al- the allegations, that happened when we were, we didn't even know each other yet. That's how long ago it was. Yeah, no, we didn't. I was still in poor. I was still going to school in. I was living in Portsmouth. I was going to Parkview Elementary School. I don't even know who you were. I don't even know where you were at this point. And all this stuff is going on, and they they tried to do. They tried to pull this last year when he was uh, up for the uh, Oscar nominations. He actually, which he actually won. Which he actually won. And matter of fact, it's so crazy because it was basically exactly a year ago. Mm-hmm. And we may have talked about it because the crazy thing is, I don't think you realize this. We've been doing this for a year now. Because mm-hmm. remember, our first episode was right after the Grammys and what just happened this weekend. The Grammys. So I, I I didn't I didn't realize it's so crazy how how fast a year can go, and I believe we probably had this conversation about this on the on the show when it was the boom bap and we were doing uh, live on Facebook. Yep. So 
to see that they're bringing this back up again, I was I came home from work, and I forget what show was on. Uh, it was some I forget what it was on, but evidently a reporter within 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 a few hours of Kobe's passing pulled up an article, tweeted an article from that time where it was talking about the things that were going on with the rape allegations. And it's like, how can you take away from this moment to try to push this agenda? I understand that you are a domestic violence survivor, a rape survivor and everything like that, but there is a time and place for everything. Yes, if that thing, if whatever happened, it happened. He's going to have to answer to that. But there is a time and a place for everything. And the fact that you, the fact that you felt the need to pull that at that point, and I had seen a lot of that on social media, and that's why I don't really speak on it on social media because I saw a lot of people talking about how people were making memes about the situation. Um, Tory sent me a lot of it. And he was very upset about it. I was like, I'm not going to sit here and focus my energy on a few idiots who want to be edgy and try to get attention, trying to make ridiculous, ridiculously unfunny jokes, trying to get a reaction out of me. That's not where I'm going to put my energy at. I'm going to focus on the situation at hand and how. Three daughters and a mother have to wake up realizing that a sister and a father will no longer be there for them. So it it just really agitated me to the point where they were doing such things and I wasn't going to focus on the memes, but when that when I saw that, I was like, "How could you do such a thing?" And they and they they do it with everybody. Michael Jackson, they did it with Michael Jackson. The LGBT community they did it with Nipsey Hussle. Mm-hmm. It, it's just people want to, and I don't know if it's the the want to be controversial, the want for attention, or what it is, but people want to. They don't want people to grieve in their own way. There's always going to be somebody who wants to take the ball out of everything. Right. It's going to... It's just what happens. And even this, you know, you and I both know that we are not Trump supporters. That's correct. But I was not a fan of the people attacking Trump. At that time... He said what he had to say. He he gave his condolences. If Kobe didn't like Trump, cool. That's not the time for you to go attack Trump at this situation. He 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 paid his respects. I, I I appreciate that. Carry on. He has things to take care of. He has a case going on. He paid his respects. Cool. I would have had an issue if he didn't do that. But the fact that he did that, he did everything he needed to do. From that point on, continue to pay your respects in your own way. But to go out and to attack him, 
I, I wasn't I wasn't for it. And it's not it's not many times you're gonna see me quote unquote coming to the defense of President Trump, but I'm gonna do I'm I'm going to do it there. Do I want to talk about this one uh, anchor? This what? The anchor, the uh, the MSNBC anchor, because she was talking about it, and uh, I saw the video, and I'm not gonna lie, it sounded like she said the N word. She originally said that she did not say the word. She came out later on and apologized, said that she said nakers. So she was talking about, she said, she said the Los Angeles nakers. And so my initial reaction to that is, are you trying to say that you got the Knicks and the Lakers mixed up together? Or are you trying to say that? He, are you thinking he played for the Knicks, and you were trying to say the Knickerbockers? Because I didn't hear the A in that in, in her saying it. It sounded like uh-huh. she said "nick hardy r," which I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how to feel about it. Where, 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 what's your stance there? It. I. I it. <laughs> I don't know. I didn't write really out of it. It didn't matter to me. I'm just like, it's, I don't think for sure. I'm not going to rage about it. That's what I'm not going to do. Yeah, I'm, I'm not. You know? I'm not raging about it. I mean, people are making. Uh, and I, I look. I don't. I don't think I'm really upset about people making the uh, making fun of the word nakers now. I'm at a point where it's like life's too short. All right. Life is too short. I'm not gonna freak out about that. Yeah, okay. life's 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 too short to get mad over simple stuff. Yes. So evidently, she's been fired now. Is is what I'm hearing. So it's it's whatever to me if she said in word. It's it's it's, a, it's above me. I think for me at this point now, what I'm starting to realize, certain things are just above me. Yeah. It, it's it's to the point where I can't do anything about it. Mm-hmm. Whatever I say is going to is is not really going to affect you. So at that point, it's above me, and I'm just going to continue on my life and worry about Anthony because yeah. there's really no need in me running my blood pressure up, running myself crazy over. What could have what 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 I thought it was? Because yeah, e- even looking at uh, you remember the uh the little uh the voicing sensation that was going on with the Laurel and Yanny. That's kind of what I thought of when I was thinking of all the uh what, of that situation. Maybe she did say Nakers. Maybe maybe she did mix up Knicks and Lakers. Who knows? It, it, I'm not her. I don't know what was in her mind, and I'm not going to sit here and act like I am her. Either way, I'm not going to. Either way, I'm not going to crucify her over the whole thing. So life's too short. Right? If she's racist. She's racist. If she's not. She's not. I mean, it's she's not hurting me either way. 
I don't even watch it. I don't even watch MSNBC to start off with. I don't know who the lady was. Exactly. To be honest with you, I don't watch a lot of news at all. I don't watch CNN. I hate CNN. I hate Fox News. I hate MSNBC. I just hate. I just hate mainstream news. I hate. I hate the mainstream media. It's no good news. It's all negative. Because, and that's the thing. Negativity is what people are looking for. It's so much positive it's positivity going out there, and you'd have to like, really search for it. About news? Like, how hard is that? I, I, I will say, I watch CNN Tenant work, and it does give me a sense of positivity because there's a lot of positive stuff they talk about. Even though they do kind of focus on some of the negative, they try to put something positive in there every day. And it's a it's a student it's a student news show, so I guess it makes sense for that. But like watching like CNN when I get home, that's a no go. Plus, I I just feel like I'm lose t- brain cells watching it. The last thing I watched on CNN was the history of comedy. The history of what? History of comedy. That sounds funny. That sounds good. I might have to check that out. It's like a documentary thing. Where it's like they bring on like different comedians. They talk about like topical history of like topical comedy. We had like Johnny Carson and where like Letterman and Kimmel and all that. And they did like stand up comedy with uh, Pryor, you know. And, did they talk about who was on Carlin first? And all them, you know. Hmm? Did they talk about who was on first? Yeah, yeah, yeah. they got stuff like that. You oh know, man, that's one of my favorites. I would just sit I would just sit there and listen to that and laugh at it like it's the first time I heard it. Like honestly, people, if y'all really looking for a pick me up, that is definitely something you look at. Look at look at go look on Google and type up who's on first if you need a laugh, because we all need a laugh right now. I'm telling you. Oh yeah. That's the way to get a laugh. Trust me. Most definitely. All right, so you ready to? Uh, I'm I'm kind of done talking about uh sadness now. You ready to focus on this weekend? I was gonna say what is, huh? Uh, what what, what were you about to say? I was gonna say what was your? I was gonna get into uh, some of the sports tributes that other stars like soccer soccer teams like AC Milan and Barcelona. Uh, clubs in Germany, they reached out, they were reaching out to giving their condolences. Um, in tennis, uh, Nick, I hope I don't butcher his name, Nick uh, Kyrgios, I hope, I'm sorry if I butchered his name, but he, um, at the Australian Open, he wore, he wore a, a Lakers jersey. I saw that. Warm-ups. Let me see. Let me see. I, I love. I, I love how the uh, NBA are, is doing the uh, the tip after the tip off. They'll have the uh, twenty four second violation, and then after the twenty four second yeah. violation, the other team will turn turn the ball back over with the eight second. Yeah. I, I do like that. Uh, I did see that uh, Trey Young wore number yes. eight. Yes. Today, actually. Uh, for the 76ers, um, Embiid, he's wearing 24 today. I saw um, the Pistons warmed up in 8 and 24. Yeah. I thought they were wearing those. I didn't realize those were just like warm-ups. 
yeah, they were just warm-ups. But, yeah, I'm looking at it right now. I look at Nick, uh, Nick uh, Kyrgios. That's K-Y-R-G-I-O-S. He's, uh, he walked into the – he wore uh, uh, his a yellow Lakers jersey with number eight on it. Walked ward out to this ward out to the stadium, and then in the Pro Bowl, I know you saw this in the Pro Bowl. Uh, Zerdavius Smith got a sack, and him, Jalen Smith, and a couple other defensive players they hit the Kobe fadeaway. I did not and, see uh, that though. Yeah. I think Chisel Adonis might have put it on his uh, highlight video, so I'm going to watch that when I get off here. Here, you want me to send it to you? Yeah, do that. Uh, also I did, uh, it was some other things that I saw, um, I did, I saw, I know you obviously did the, uh, I know you obviously, you know, shot it, I saw your, your video, you, you took and shot it, took a piece of paper and shot it. Yeah, I, I, I went to work, that was the first thing I did, I went to my desk, looked for a piece of paper that I was getting ready to throw away, it was like these two sheets of paper that were like bleeding through, like somebody spilled water on my desk. And the paper it got wet, so I was like, "All right, nobody's gonna use these." Balled them up, got my phone, Kobe. And then the kids were playing dodgeball in gym, so I was just like, "Okay, I'm gonna shoot one in there." And the kids kept messing me up because I had balls going into the rack, and they kept knocking them off. I'm like, "Get out my face!" You know, kids these days they don't understand. And no, it's crazy because like the kids were talking about it, like. It surprised me how much the kids were talking about it, because Do they know? Yeah. yeah, they 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 knew, and it, it was mainly the ones because I talked to the kids I was talking to. They play basketball, and it's kids in eighth grade I haven't even talked to yet about it. You'd be surprised. I think Kobe's one of those guys that like we there are look there there are people from our generation that that we looked up to that these kids don't know but Kobe was not one mm-hmm. Kobe was one of the ones that you you better know mm-hmm. and my yeah I feel like the next generation is going to know about them know about Kobe because of the legacy that he left it's going to be a lot of people still it's still generate it's still players that haven't got to the league yet that are that are modeling themselves after Kobe's game that that's how that's how revolutionary Kobe was. Yes, he was. But uh, you ready to move away from the sadness? Yeah. All right. So Sunday, six thirty, I believe, p.m. The Forty ers the Chiefs. The Super Bowl, celebrating the NFL's 100th year. Who you got? I got to go with the Niners, man. Um, Why you got to do this to me, dog? Solely, solely because I, I want to see my dad get his, his team get it. Because the last time the Niners were in the Super Bowl, they didn't get it. So I want to be able to celebrate the Super Bowl with my dad. So. I'm going to celebrate when they lose, okay? I'm going with the Chiefs. Because I realized since the Seahawks have been in, in, in the NFC West, no team has won the Super Bowl other, other than the Seahawks. And all four of us have been to the Super Bowl since we got here. We went three times 
The Niners have been twice. The Rams have been. No, the Rams did win a Super. No, what year? No, the Rams won the year at the year before we got there. I want to say. Hold on, let me let me double check. The Rams haven't won a Super Bowl in like 10, 20 years. Give or take. Oh, by the way, uh, happy anniversary to the Cowboys. Their organization turned sixty today. Ooh, that's oh, that's wow. Uh, two thousand. Yeah. yeah. So the the last the last championship the Rams won the championship they won in two thousand. Seahawks moved to the NFC West in 2002, if I'm not mistaken. So, since then, no team other than the Seahawks have won a Super Bowl in the NFC West. And I want to keep it that way. Yeah. Uh, It's going to be tough, though. Oh, yeah. Don't get me wrong. I think this is going to be a lot closer than what we saw in the uh, championship rounds for both games. Yeah, because if there's one thing I know, I know that uh, if the Chiefs can't stop Raheem Mostert, they're going to have a bad day. Oh, yeah. And if the defense, the 49ers defense, can't contain Patrick Mahomes, they're going to have a bad day. I think the one thing that they, the Chiefs need to do is target Akilah Weatherspoon. Yeah. Because Sherman's not oh, – well, you can target. Ooh, I just thought of something. I, I keep forgetting that this is a track team that they're playing against. So it's really going to come down to that D-line. Yeah. Because you're talking about the Chiefs, right? They're playing against Nicole Harmon, Tyreek Hill, Damian, uh, Damian Williams. Sammy Watkins, he's still got he still got speed. That whole, that whole receiving core is nothing but burners. Demarcus Robinson, and then you got that big guy in the middle, Travis Kelsey. Travis Kelsey, and then let's not let's not be mistaken. You got you got the two best two of the best tight ends in the league right now. My, number one and number two, take your pick. Kelsey, Kelsey and Kittle. Kelsey and Kittle are the two best tight ends in the league right now. Number three is I, Ernest. Uh, I uh. Man, it's a. Mm. I don't know. I don't know, man. It's so close. It, it this is it's it's a game of matchups because everybody talks about how great that defense is of San Francisco, but they forget to realize that that offense is legit. I would know. Came down to the wire both times when we played him. Yep. We we've seen we've seen that Jimmy G is capable of hanging in shootouts and pulling off the win. He he did it against the Saints. Mm-hmm. He he can he can play in a shootout. That's game of the year, by the way. Depends on your uh Same. your tasting uh scores, but I still say that uh, overtime game, but that might be that might be biased. I say that. Well, I was going to say like non-biased. I was going to say that. No, it's not even biased. But not a Saints, Niners, or Ravens and Niners for my match of the year. Our match of the year. I could definitely see Ravens Niners. Because you got to remember, I, I like I like to see defenses. 
really I like to see offenses try to find ways to score. Mm-hmm. When when they when they're scoring at will, I kind of get taken out of the game because it's like okay, when is the defense going to show up? But when it's a defense struggle and it's like okay, what is the offense going to do? That's when I'm like really watching to see okay, how how is that going to work out for them? And that's why I enjoyed that Ravens 49ers game so much. The Seahawks 49ers game. Games like that really. And I know it, it, it's crazy because, like, people were probably saying, that's boring. 13, 13 16 score, boring. I'm like, nah, that's that's my score. Like, that, uh, that game last year with the Rams and the uh, Chiefs, hated it. It reminded me of uh it reminded me of Big Twelve football. Mm-hmm. That that's what I thought. Oh, this is Big Twelve football to me. That literally is Big Twelve football. But that's what they do. Baylor and TCU going putting fifth top and fifty. That's what uh, Oklahoma and that's what Oklahoma and Oklahoma State did last year. Right. It, it's just it, it's just Drive down the field, touchdown. Drive down the field, touchdown. Drive down the field, mm-hmm. touchdown. I'm like, bro. Drive down the field, guess what? Field goal, no, touchdown. Wait, I, I, this is not my thing. But I have a feeling that this is going to be, I think it's going to be a good mixture. You're going to have your offensive moments. You're going to, sh- you're going to, sh- they're going to see some defensive moments. And not to mention that you have two coaches that are looking for redemption. redemption. Uh, Andy Reid has got this far before as a head coach. Lost to the Patriots. The Patriots. The Patriots. And then also, look at that. Look who's on the other side. Kyle Shanahan. Who did he lose to? Maybe it helps you if I say 28-3. But he was OC at that point. But still, he was he was really the one that took a lot of the blame for why they blew that 28-3 lead. Yep. So both of these teams have this chip on their shoulder because of their past failures. Andy Reid has been has been really, I think. Right now, Andy Reid's legacy is one of the greatest coaches to get that far and just not make it and not finish a job. He that that's that's really been his burden. He's just never been able to finish. He's been to and he's been to conference championship games how many times in his career? What was it four straight times in Philly before they went to the Super Bowl? So that's four. Yeah. Then he, he, I want to say he made it one more. No, I think those four times in Philly, and it, this is six times he's made it six, at least six conference championships, and this is the second Super Bowl. At that point, it's like you can almost taste success and just never made it. That's like getting biblical. That's like Moses leading his people all the way and then 
he never made it to the promised land. He never was able to get into the promised land. That that's pretty much and that's pretty much how Andy Reid's coaching career has been. He's just never been able to hoist that Lombardi trophy up. And it's really gonna come down to who wants it more. And that's why I like it. Now, I don't think they're gonna be able now I know they happened the last two games where they let their opponents get like twenty. I said they don't want to do that with the with the 49ers. Oh no. Now what, what will it will it will we see the same story? It's possible. Is it's never and that's the thing with the Chiefs. You never count them out, but it's not wise for them to go about that route. <laughs> it wouldn't be wise for them to drop 10, 20 points against them. Right. They showed it. They could do it, but if you don't have to, don't do it. But that's all I got to say about that, and that's pretty much all I wanted to really talk about. Yeah, I agree. So let's get to our final thoughts. We'll get on out of here. Um, we shouldn't wait until an icon passes away to treat each other right. You know, I've right. seen a lot of tweets recently about you know whoever. Like hug, tell your family that you love them. You know, hug them close. I said, "Are y'all not?" I'm like, "Are y'all not doing that anyway?" Or dog, you ain't doing that now. Uh, I don't know what's wrong with you. I was about to say the same thing. So yeah, we need to be doing that now. But like, don't wait until a moment like this. Do it now. Do it while you have time. You know, the line that says, "Give people their flowers while they can still smell them" is very true. Very. Do it. I dealt with the whole depression because I was beating myself up because I was not able to tell my grandmother goodbye before she left me. So I know. Yeah. But, um, look. Those are my final thoughts. What about you? It's, like, like I said, if you aren't, the whole cliche of hug, hug your family tight, tell them that you love them. If you weren't selling them before, I don't know. I don't, if you weren't saying that before, doing all these things before, I will almost have the question if you really love that person. Because yeah. it shouldn't take the death of a celebrity or a death of people like this for you to go and tell your families, tell your loved ones that you love them. You should be loving them. You should have been doing that from jump. So if you if, that, if that's what made you do it, are, are you really... Are you really doing what you say? Not, and and another thing, love. Don't just tell somebody you love them. Show you love them. Sh- show show that love. We get into this habit of saying, "Oh, I love you." This, that, and the third. But when it comes down to the action, are you doing it? And so that's all I got to say. And we're gonna get on out of here. Peace, love, and pop hearts. Peace, people. Be easy. Definitely. Be out.